and action. <laughs> okay, welcome to our first ever episode of Slightly Offside. I'm your co-host, Amy Humphreys. And I'm your co-host, Victoria Rush. This is the first ever episode of Slightly Offside, so we should probably tell you why we're here and like how we've come about doing this podcast. It would be fair. Yeah, it would be fair. So we met probably three, two, three years ago, maybe longer. Don't know. It feels like forever. Feels like forever. I don't know if that's a compliment. (laughs) Yeah, not sure that's a good thing. But, you know, we're here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we met a long time ago when Vic was doing her film premiere for No Woman, No Try. That was the first time we met. That was. We got on pretty much straight away, I'd say, clicked. <laughs> There's we'll a photo. That story for another day. <laughs> There's a photo of us together, like, drinking champagne, and it just, you, you can just tell, okay, these two are going to hang out. You're welcome. <laughs> it was the most expensive party I've ever thrown. I had it was one drink me. and one canapé, and my two best mates that came <laughs> left sideways and had mind-swept the entire room at the end of the day. And yeah. I was like, to be fair... They wouldn't be my friends had they not done that. But how have I managed to spend this much money on one glass of wine? Yeah. Well, at your expense, I had a great time. So thanks You're welcome. For, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> so, slightly offside, Vic, do you want to tell people what it's all about? <laughs> what it's all about? Yeah, absolutely. So, slightly offside, and it probably kind of comes in the name a little bit. We, we wanted to do more in rugby around the game rather than having conversations about necessarily, like, who played well this weekend and that kind of thing, but actually bring people more of the things about rugby that we love, which is what goes on behind the scenes, on tour, at the World Cup. (laughs) We'll definitely come back to that. Um, And actually what it is that we love so much about it and and what makes rugby, rugby, I guess. So, yeah, on the way to um, France in, I'm going to say, October, we were kind of having a chat about what else we could do together because we're having so much fun in in Paris uh, and thought, actually, a pod would be a really good idea. So... Yeah, here, we, here are. we are. I mean, I think we were catching the Eurostar when we had this conversation and I was like, I really want to start pod next year. And then yeah. you were like, literally have just had the same thing, like confirmed, I want to start a pod this year. And we were like, well, it only makes sense to do it together. And um, yeah, then we obviously, like you said, thinking about yeah. the actual thing like people listen to. Maybe you're, you're not a rugby fan, you're new to rugby, this could be brand new to you. And we're hoping that you can still find enjoyment in people's stories, people's personalities and the behind the scenes without having to be a rugby norse, basically. Yeah. So that's why we're here. Let's jump back in time a little bit. World Cup. Should we just recap the World Cup? Because to me, that was probably the best month of my life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what, two months of eight weeks of utter chaos. We yeah. dropped in and out of Paris a few times. Um, so fortunate. I think more than anything, I spent the entire time being like, I cannot believe I get to go to a World Cup for work yeah. with my best friend. Like that was, Unreal. it was sort of every now and again was a pinch me moment and it kept... I didn't think anything could be better than what had just happened and kept getting better and better and better. And then by the final weekend, when I went back with some other friends, I just kind of lost my mind a little bit on how much fun yeah. we're having and just the, the atmosphere that rugby brings. And yeah, there was, uh, there was a lot of work done, a lot of content made. And on my part, more so than anything, a lot of alcohol consumed. <laughs> I was too stressed to drink, I think. You were so stressed, I was just running around. I was, I was actually not, time of my life. It was actually not an enjoyment to be around. No, I was quite stressed. You were really stressed. I had a, do you know what? Looking back, I was, and I kind yeah. of wish I maybe enjoyed the moment a little bit more, but I still feel like I definitely really, like, embraced it. Yeah. Like, for now, 
my core memories are from the World Cup. Like, my yeah. best rugby memories are the World Cup, and I'm yet to top it. Yeah. Like, I'm yet to find something to top that because it was, it was unreal. I think, for me, Ireland-South Africa game was the <laughs> highlight like, till now, there's nothing that will yeah, top that. Yeah, that was the first weekend. And when the two guys that we took with us... Yeah, so we brought two guys with us um, who never never seen rugby before, never played or basically have worked in fashion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so this was a real shock to them. <laughs> two women that were absolutely into sport and two guys yeah. into, like, fashion. fashion. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we're like... They don't know what to expect. So, first of all, it's, like, a rugby match. Second of all, World Cup. So it just gets better. Ireland, South Africa, probably one of the best fixtures you can go to, most competitive games out there. So this we go... The, um, this is the group stage game as well. It's yeah. the first one of the two. It was an important yeah. game, wasn't it? And we had... It was a little bit almost like unbelievable. We had tickets that a friend of mine sent me. So mm -hmm. not only were we the out before. there... The, yeah, so <laughs> the night before the game, which was stressful. Well, not only were we out there, we had probably the best tickets I've ever had to rugby in my life anyway that had been sent to us the night before. And then it was South Africa Island at the World Cup in Paris at the Stade de France. It was like, how do you it was top just this getting when better it's your first better. game? You yeah. know, like when you we got there and we had like flipping like tiramisu and sausage and mash. <laughs> yeah. I literally was having like little sausage and mash kind of plays, then jump to like tiramisu and then like honestly, I just mixed the food like yeah. nothing else. The child in me is stood there holding a glass of red wine and a tiramisu as my yeah. starter because I because <laughs> I'm not grown up and I can't eat food in the right order. Do you know what the funny thing is for me? Like growing up, I've always been told like if someone's offering you food or drink, like don't just be polite. Like just say yeah, thanks. That's really nice. So obviously when it's like free food I was literally making the most of it like I must make the most of this um but yeah unreal canapes were great <laughs> after we had all the canapes and we got probably questioned half the time whilst we were in that room are you Irish why are you wearing an island top da, 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 da. Um, we explained obviously we're working <laughs> with with four island we pretty much so English as well that's the thing yeah. it was so clear to any Irish man that came up to us that we were very, very obviously English, English and not Irish <laughs> yeah. and we had to prove I gave up because I don't even vaguely sound Irish no. you tried to justify it by saying you have an Irish passport which definitely doesn't actually help I feel the like they hate me more for having yeah. an Irish passport they're like ah Brexit yeah, yeah. you're one of those Brexit gals <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's me uh, but yeah so we go out to the game obviously this is a cool memory right here zombie hearing zombie in that stadium just like goes through like your soul like generally gives you goosebumps like just hearing the whole stadium singing zombie like You've probably seen it on social media afterwards, but when you're there, like, hands down, if you speak to anyone, they'll be like, that was unreal. Like, you could have... It could have been, like, an island home game. Yeah. It was just, like, a sea of green. I didn't know where any, like, South African fans <laughs> or French people were, honestly. I feel like the whole of Ireland made their way down to that game. That was insane. And then... Ireland win, obviously, so that's that's great. Ireland win the match. Then we head down to the bottom and then... Hang on, back up. <laughs> oh, yeah. We don't head anywhere. You, <laughs> you are hurdling people, mm. hurdling flights of seats, yeah. pushing people out of the way, yeah. throwing yourself to the front of the of the of the seats crowd surfing. i'm just stood there not, yeah yeah <laughs> the better description i'm stood there trying to take the atmosphere in i can't still can't quite believe that i'm at a world cup all right i'm, I'm gonna here. stop you there because actually when you look at the video you're climbing through someone as I well i had to follow you <laughs> i had to catch up you were just to be fair my demand was, was like, do trying. not miss this moment yeah. <laughs> make sure you film this moment obviously the island team come around we're trying to shout for them to come over 
they sort of wave, it's lovely. But then Sia Khaleesi comes round and I'm like, right, this is my chance. I'm going to shout, Sia, Sia. He sees us and comes over and like jumps the barrier, takes a selfie with us. And like, then we got swamped by <laughs> South African fans. You can see it in the photo where like my head's tiny in the background. There's all these people that we have absolutely <laughs> yeah. no idea who they are, who are essentially on top of us mm. trying to get in the photo. And I always kind of thought, I, I get that you want a photo with him, but forcing you got a photo yourself of me. into somebody else's <laughs> photo, you're never going to get this picture no. unless you happen to find it online one day. Which is <laughs> maybe which, they did, <laughs> maybe they did. But the reality is, it's just us and a bunch of strangers, literally, who uh, you can see. Uh, like everyone, is everyone's Swiss. smiling. Everyone, like, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> like we're all best mates. So I was like, I've never met ninety percent of the people around me right literally, now. Literally, everyone's smiling. Like, well, if I'm going to be in a photo, you just feel the weight of the crowd coming over you yeah. and into you as you're like trapped at the front. And then people will just lob in their phones like yes, <laughs> over the crowd just like, him, weren't they? I don't need this, I just want a photo. <laughs> I don't understand, that is one of those things, I, I get who he is and I and I get who he is as South African fans, but I don't get launching your phone over You may crowd. never see again. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> just onto the pitch. What happens when, how do you, first of all, how do you prove it's yours? To yeah. Get it back? So how, how are you ever going to get it back? This is uh, the, the thing. The stewards are like, it's mine now. I'm going to sell this, this to eBay. If this, this is your sign to not have your dog as your background on your phone and put yourself as your background, <laughs> yeah. that's your sign. <laughs> but so that, so obviously we're with these two fashion like content creators Island win, zombies on, hospitality tickets. They just met Sia Khaleesi and they come home. We're like, you will never top that. Like, you've completed rugby. <laughs> you've literally completed it. Like, any other game now is going to seem pretty mundane, like, in comparison to that. But yeah, unreal. Unreal. So, so that good. was great. Can we just talk about, like, your mum and the way she <laughs> responded to you? And then maybe people will understand who you are a little bit better oh, from this because, that, let's face it, you guys might be listening. You might not know much about myself and Vic. You will by the time you listen to this season of episodes. But um, this explains a little bit why Vic's the way she is. Thanks for that. Most of this feels like it's going to end up even roasting me as yeah, a predominant theme good. through this. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> so coming out of the coming home from the first weekend in Paris. Um, you put a lot of stories up of me, like stuck outside garden or my suitcase open, trying to pack. Because I'd got passport. home. I'd go trying to find my passport, my sunglasses, everything that I'd lost. I'd got home at something like half past six in the morning from um, going out clubbing after the game, basically. At one, I looked at my watch and it thought I did a workout between 1 and 5 a.m. Because <laughs> I was on the <laughs> dance floor of a club with the boys. <laughs> and we turned, we turned the space we were in into some kind of weird dance-off with everybody in the room. And then... Um, um, Robin had got on the stage with the DJ. I don't, it just, it kind of, anyway, it was chaos. <laughs> got back at half past six. Amy wakes me up at eight, which isn't enough time to sober up from the tequila I'd oh, been no. drinking. You woke me up like, what, three no, times? I didn't wake you up, but I woke you up three times. And then I was like, okay, now the Uber's outside and you're still in bed. Like, I was still in bed. I was asleep. I wasn't dressed. I hadn't packed. So obviously, by the time we got to the train station, I still hadn't really packed again. I also didn't know if I had anything with me. Um, got on the train. And sent my mum a photo. And what I realised at the time was I hadn't really spoken to her very much <laughs> through the entirety of the weekend. I'd sent her three pictures from something like Thursday lunchtime to Sunday morning. The, the first two were us outside of um, 
the Eiffel Tower, which oh, is the yeah, nice. cover of this podcast. Yes, yes. There's two of those. And then the last one was me on the train with my hand on my head with no makeup on. <laughs> I messaged her saying, um, I took it too far. We had a bit too much fun. And she said, uh, if no one's dead or in jail, did you have too much fun? Which is exactly the summary of... Well, my life. If that's my mum's bar, for like, that literally explains. Have though. you taken your? Have you taken <laughs> yeah. it too far? If that's the bar, and I'm not dead, and I'm not in prison, then um, yeah. So there you go. That's, I feel like why am, you I am. are your mum at, <laughs> at your age, pretty much, yeah. because she's almost like you know why are you still she not out? Me and she's like, what have you done recently? I want to live vicariously through you. I'm like, stop egging me on no. to make it worse. See, that's your mum. My mum still tracks me on Find My iPhone. <laughs> She's the polar opposite, like genuinely still tracks me down. She knows like when I'm turning up to her house or when I'm leaving Twickenham or anything. And she'll just text me like, hope you're having a nice time at Twickenham today. I'm like, how does she even know I'm here? And I'm like, oh, she tracks me still. I probably should do that with my mum too. Fair. I think yeah. she'd feel safer about whether or not I am actually alive. Yeah, I think my mum didn't do it. At... <laughs> we set it up years ago when I was probably not to have been not quite sensible. sensible as you are yeah. now. <laughs> like, I was here, there and everywhere. I would say I'm going somewhere and then go somewhere else because I thought she's definitely going to say no. So if I ask her, she'll say no. If I just do it anyway, she can't be like, I said no because I've, I haven't asked you. I really so, feel sorry for mums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, sorry for all rugby mums <laughs> yeah. out there. <laughs> so World Cup, we've had a little break, but now we're back. Men's Six Nations is underway. Obviously, Ireland... Uh, probably set to win. Do we agree? Yeah, okay, so I'm going to do it. This is my prediction. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, You're no. scaring me. Sorry, I, did this, I did this on the radio with Ash Wilmot recently, and I was like, oh, it's, it's written. Um, I think it's going to go sick place Wales. Agreed. I Sadly. think it's their year for the wooden spoon. I think Italy are finally not going to be sick, and oh. everyone's going to celebrate like they've won the World Cup. Yeah. I think Italy will come fifth. I think France are going to come fourth. Agreed. Uh, I think Scotland are going to come... Second, I think. Mm, yeah. Yeah, OK, OK, I take it back. I think England are going to come, come yeah. third. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't want them to, but I think they will. I think Scotland are going to come second, and I think Ireland will unfortunately take the... Another grand slam. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, hon I honestly thought Scotland were going to beat France... We won't go into that because there's been enough debate on on, on, <laughs> on, on the that topic. The yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I, I won't go into it, but I do think Scotland will beat um, England at Murrayfield. I just don't see how England it's can a home turn. Game them. for Scotland as well. Yeah, exactly. They're playing Everyone great. Shows Everyone shows up for the English, and that's um, so. Well, yeah, I think that's my prediction. Your prediction is the same as Sam Warburton's. I spoke to Sam. He did exactly that same. Well, he knows what he's talking about, and I can't and confirm that I do. So he's a Welshman put in Welsh, and he put yeah exactly. I just think I just don't see just don't see how they're going to do it. Unfortunately, they're in a rebuilding stage, I say, right now. So they've had a rough year, and I think yeah. they're in a rebuilding stage. But I root for Italy every year. Yeah. Like, I literally root for Italy. That's always one of my things. I think everybody has <laughs> Six Nations, Six <laughs> Nations second team. Yeah. And mine used to be Scotland. Yeah. It can't anymore because they're doing too well. So it's now Italy. Yeah. And it, I just think every, I think everyone should have one. My World Cup second team was Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't even England. No. So your first one was Ireland. Your second one was Fiji. Do you and know the third what? One. I like the teams that like do well. Would mean <laughs> you like the teams well. that perform well? No, 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 no. I like the teams that it would not just be great for them to win. It would be great for their country if they won. 
like South Africa. I love it when they win because it means more than just rugby. It's like a country worldwide thing for them. And then with Fiji, it'd be like the same effect. And I just, yeah, I root for the... They're not even underdogs, Fiji, because they're playing well. But you know when you're just like, you've done like a real quick yeah. turnaround here. Yeah. So I was at the um, England-Wales game at Twickenham. I had this hilarious, although in many ways not that funny, into a trying to box pop fans for work. Uh, and... It was probably started a little bit too late. So mm. everyone was a few beers deep by the time I'd got to them. And a couple of blokes, I went to ask them about the Scotland try and the TMO thing, just to see what fan reactions were. The conversation descended from the actual question almost immediately. When I started to explain to the guy what I thought of the laws around like the, the TMO's decision and how the question was asked, and I said, the bloke just stopped and went, how old are you? And I was like, what's my age got, got to, to do, do with, with the it? relevance of whether or not I understand the game very well? Then he kind of looked at me confused as the fact that I'm in my 30s. Thank you very much, <laughs> Mum, for the jeans. Uh, and then he went, are you single? And I was like, this can't go well. This, this is never going to go well. Oh yes, I am single. He proceeds to turn around, scream into the crowd around us, no. pointing at Alice and I, no. who is my videographer for the day, and went, lads, like whistled. I started screaming, lads, two single women. And I was like, do you know, I... Catalyst like that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't need this. I'm at work. And also, I don't need you, as it turns out to be a 58-year-old man, to try and corral some men out of a Twickenham crowd (laughs) today. If I wanted that, I'd come with a sign going looking for a husband. Do you know what I mean? That's also... Maybe we'll try that later. We should try that. (laughs) But um, that reminds me, like, have you ever been... Like, this situation is an example of that, where they then say, you should meet my son. And they get out Facebook or something. And then they're like, you should meet my son. And I had it on holiday once, and they're like, you should add him on Facebook. I was like, no, (laughs) I don't need you to do this for me. How did you meet me? Your dad told me to add Add you you on on Facebook. Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it could be the beginning of a love story, but who knows. Guys, it's Vic here, just bringing you a quick message from the best sponsor for our podcast, Budgie Smuggler. They have a special discount code just for our listeners. Visit budgiesmuggleruk.com and enter the code OFFSIDE15 to get 15% off their Six Nations flag range, as well as their official England rugby and Wales rugby budgie smugglers. I can neither confirm nor deny that if you head to our Instagram or TikTok channels, you'll see Ben Earl in the latest England rugby custom range. It's definitely worth checking out. One of the big purposes of the podcast was to bring stories from the game. You've had some from us, and I apologise for all of them. Um, and we've been asking our friends and our followers uh, to send theirs in so that we can share them with you guys. They are anonymous. There are no yes, names. There are anonymous. no locations. There are no clubs. We want to tell the stories, but we also don't want to get anyone in trouble unless they're very happy to give us information. So if you want to send your stories into the pod, (laughs) please do either DM them to us or we have our email address on the Instagram page. So just send it to that. And we promise we will not share your names or details or anything like that unless you explicitly say that we can. So um, I have a story for us. And this is our new section with Budgie Smugglers. Uh, So this is the butt clenching moment of the week brought to you by Budgie Smugglers. And this is something a friend of mine sent me last night. Um, You're narrowing it down. So people at home can start guessing who these (laughs) these stories are about. They're like, right, rugby. And for context, (laughs) she has played a very high standard of rugby. 
Okay. So here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Once we were at an overnight stay before a game, uh, we had a forwards walkthrough in the basement of the hotel. We were all staying on the second, third floor of the hotel, so decided to get the lift back to our rooms. It's around 9 p.m. Anyway... The lift said that it could take 13 people. Turns out that doesn't equate to 11 forwards. (laughs) (laughs) You can kind of see where this is about to go. And the lift got about three metres up, dropped and stopped working. We got stuck in there for about 45 minutes, sweating our tits off. And I mean sweating. She's put that in caps. Sweating. Uh, Everyone was stood in their sports bras and some people even took their trackies off because it was like a sauna. Do not blame them at all. No, not at all. Wait, is it 11 11 forwards stuck in in there? for it's 45 a pretty minutes. Room. Can you imagine if you were like claustrophobic in that? It's not oh, awful. Oh, God. This is, before I finish the story, this is like my biggest fear is getting trapped in a lift on my own. Well, at least they had comfort. Yeah, at, least they had, <laughs> at least you got your mates. They had to call the fire brigade to get us out in the end and all had to hop down from the lift one by one. Yes, there's video footage. Oh my gosh, I need to see this video footage. <laughs> and the hotel woman was really stroppy with us saying that we'd overfilled the lift. The fireman asked how many people could the lift fit. She said 13. He asked how many of us there were. We said 11. 11. He rolled his head at the hotel woman and helped us on our way. I will (laughs) say, though, that it did also have a capacity of 1,000 kilograms. And let's just say say, we were passing the time in the sweat box. We passed around a calculator and we were about 100 kilos over. Bulking, not sulking. <laughs> Wait, I love that they, they're stuck in this lift, passing a calculator around. They probably looked up and gone, we need to check before they tell us off. So it, get, it gets oh even God. better. We were quite dehydrated at the end, but it was good for team bonding. Team bonding. I don't think the hotel staff appreciated our rendition of You Raise Me Up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You raise me up. It was a memorable last trip to... X location for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Really gave it away. Oh my god, that is so good. I have to see this video footage. Are they, when they say they're like climbing out of the lift, is it oh, that the doors didn't open fully? Down, so so they, had they probably had to climb sliver like, through like a down, gap. Like, Stop. <laughs> so, can you imagine also if that gap's not big enough? But now, like every time you go in a lift, are you going to be like calculating I'd never your get body weight again. before you do that? I'd never get in a lift again. Stairs are good not. for you, so this is why <laughs> you you take always get the stairs. That is too funny. That's such a good story. I absolutely love that. I wish we could just say who it is, but we we can't. We I can't. can't. I'll I'll leave that in the comment section. <laughs> yeah, if let's the, uh, person would like to reveal themselves. <laughs> so good. So now I've just got some funny questions that you can get to know me and Vic a little bit better. So not so much rugby, just a little bit more for you to yeah get to know us. So first of all, Vic, if I told you, guess who just texted me? Who would your first guest be? <laughs> I don't want to do this the other way around. It's going to happen the other way around. Vito, <laughs> I'm not playing. I, I don't know this game already. No. Um, who just texts you? Okay, I'm going to say that it's either me yeah. <laughs> texting you Fair. from over here um, or it's Rob texting you a photo of Nelly. <laughs> yeah. See, why am I so boring? 
Just you're, you're happily in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, I'm content. I'm content. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. When, once you're in a relationship, you become boring. That's I, it. I wouldn't call it boring. Okay. Call it boring. So the other way around. Just a little less if chaotic. You, if you told me, guess who texts me? Who do I think would text you first? You look so scared. scared <laughs> what you're about to say. The person you're going to say, I've actually blocked recently. So yeah, true, true, it's true, true, not true, that one. True. Okay. So I'm going to say... <laughs> Ooh, I could just so uncomfortable. I know. I get out of my seat. It would be a male of male of some kind. That's so unfair. Um, I work with a lot of men, so okay. There's two. There's two here. It could either be Charlie with some free tickets to another rugby match. If it was Charlie with free tickets to another rugby match, fine. Sadly, it's not. He's just had a baby. Congrats, Charlie. Congrats, Congrats Charlie, and also thanks for our tickets. Um, or any referee. <laughs> Because Vic has a thing for referees. Well, if they text me back, I'd have a thing for referees. <laughs> if they text me back. Oh, I want to give you a hug right now, but I can't. Okay, there we go. I don't know if it's, like, I don't know if it's the whistle or if it's the cards, but seriously, I just, I can't. I can't Is it like the fact that they like... Are like, no, do this, do that. It's quite yeah, like I they're so. quite. I think it's um, authority. Dominating. You know, Sam did yeah. that video recently where she cut all the ref content out of um, whistleblowers. Oh, yes, Sam. Love yeah, that. yeah, that was it. Absolutely killed me. Sam absolutely Love Rugby. That's Hero. a good video. If doing, you want to watch it, doing God's work for doing people God's like work. me. <laughs> yeah, for anyone that likes referees. Okay, what's one memory that always makes you smile no matter what? The World Cup. That's really boring, uh, actually, because we've covered yeah. it so much. But it's absolutely true, core memories, life goals, yeah. TikTok, you name it. Like, it doesn't... I think one of them is the, the World Cup final weekend where I went with Alice and, and some of her colleagues. Really weird. It was me and her and then two of her friends... Her, two of her colleagues who brought a friend each. So it's like a random group of people that didn't really know each other. But I think because we knew we were going for something so significant... Mm. We just knew good vibes only. Like there was no, there was, no, there was never any disagreements. If we didn't agree on what to do, we went with what the majority wanted. So we never separated the group. Mm. We spent all three nights in the same Irish bar. Stand. Go to Paris, at you... least see some culture. <laughs> Instead, what? we went back on the second night to the same pub, and the guy behind the bar looked at me, pointed at me, and just said "Rosé." And You're I was like, "Back up, bro." What? <laughs> What happened? Rosé. Why do I not know why he said this to me? And I, to this day, I actually haven't checked my bank account. Your bank account's still suffering from the World Cup. Wow. What happened? I don't know how you do after it, honestly. that becomes a little... Blurred. Hazy. <laughs> Blurred. But if anything, so we went to the third, fourth playoff on the, on the Friday night. That actually slowed down the drinking for us. Wow. Because... <laughs> Because they only sold beer in the stadium and I don't drink beer, so no, it gave me like a two-hour break. But we Makes did sense. drink on the on the train, the metro, to the game. Mm-hmm. We're all trying to... But I think it's a very English thing to do, like journey juice, which is what my mum calls journey it. Ju- See, my mum again. Mom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we all kind of grabbed some beers and put them on our jackets and then got on getting on the metro to go up to the, to the stadium. It was really busy, rush hour, no one else is drinking, which says everything I think about the English more than anything. <laughs> we were all there with a can each and we're trying to get onto this really busy train. Um, and for whatever reason, I just, I just, I knew it was going to happen and the doors started to close and just shut between me and Charlotte in front of me. And she turns and it's just his head and I was like... Oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> the train pulls out the station. And I was like, what? Right, I'm the only one left on the platform. And now I've 
got a beer in my hand. I'm alone. I'm in Paris. I do not speak French and I'm pissed. This is not going to go well. So I got on the next train. Fortunately, it was empty. So it was great. I had all this space to myself. Pulled in. Bless everybody. They'd got off at the next station. And as it pulled in, we're all like, <laughs> lost kids on a school trip it's so funny but yeah things like just little stories like that like it's like everything just makes me smile about that whole trip yeah world cup whatever your question better, was does it? it doesn't get just better digressed. to be fair like yeah world cup for me always makes you smile but also meeting if I, me meeting you obviously obviously wasn't gonna say that no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> meeting you um but for me like obviously if this explains a little bit about who who i am anyway but it's uh, my first ever uh, Women's Six Nations TikTok uh, launch, which was the first ever thing I did in rugby. So before World Cups become like normal and Prem Rugby and like all those finals and things become normal, like for me, that was, I was still working in healthcare. I was a carer. I was training other carers in like medication administration, infection control. And that day I had to train people on Zoom Whilst they were doing their workbooks, I went and filmed with the um, with the players, women's captains for the TikTok launch. And I was still working in healthcare. And I remember looking around and just being like, this has to be my job. Like, I can't yeah. go back to training people and just to, like, work in healthcare. I would do, like, split shifts where I'd, like, sleep in my car and stuff between shifts as, like, a carer. I'd stay overnight with, like, alarms and stuff going off. And literally, I remember thinking at that Women's Six Nations launch, like, I can't go back to that. Like, I have to find a way to make this a job. And back then, being a rugby TikTok creator was not a job. It wasn't a thing, really, in the women's game at all. I think there were there were maybe five of us that were sort of doing videos and things, but we were all in normal jobs at the time. And now all those creators, this is what they're doing full time. And it's like, that is crazy. That's probably my like, best memory because it's like set the tone for like the fact that now this is my job. And I just think it's wild. I think there's something in it too, like, the last couple of months, people that I've known for years or haven't spoken to for a long time keep messaging me and going, like, you look like you're living your best life. And don't get me wrong, 100% am. Last year especially, yeah. I, I counted it back in December. I watched nine different tournaments of rugby in five different countries wow. in the space of a year, which is insane. I don't know how many games. It's insane. But it didn't... I don't wake up and that just happened. Like, this is a, yeah, this is a long work. process over a really long period of time, working, doing things, side hustles, and doing it when everyone tells you it's not possible. and Convincing a lot of people that it's needed yeah. as well. That's like, half the battle. It's no like, Women, No, no Try needed. was a big piece of that. I had, yeah. I had two different companies. I think this has a lot to do with how it happened. I had two different companies that I tried to pitch it to. Both turned around to me and say, there's just no way this will get made. No one yes. will pay you for it, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And... My toxic trait is when men tell me I can't do something. I feel very much feel like I have to prove that I can. I will do so it. So I was just set out. And in my mind, I also, for whatever reason, knew I was right. Like, I knew it was a good yeah, idea. Yeah. I just was absolutely sure it was needed. So when they said no, I said, fine, I will just do this myself. Mm. And that process started in December 2020. Mm. I think we're now forward into February 2024. This is three and a half years later. It's not like I didn't do that overnight. No. It took, I started making all my decisions based on I want to do this yeah. all of the time exactly. and now I do we would do this if it wasn't our job that's the difference yeah. is we would still be doing this I if did we it weren't when it wasn't paid my job. For it. Yeah. yeah like I made videos not ever with the possibility being like 
this can be your job. I did it because I had fun and I enjoyed engaging with like a rugby community and just having a laugh about the sort of characters you get in rugby and the different scenarios you find yourself in and relating to people on that like sort of wavelength. But obviously I never thought that an opportunity would come out of it. I think TikTok sponsoring the Women's Six Nations was the breaking ground thing for me because I was already established then on TikTok. They were like, right, we've got a great sponsor, but we don't know how to make TikTok videos and how to get players, like, engaged on it. So now you see all the players are sort of sharing their behind-the-scenes, the day in their life. They're showing a bit more about their personality and their fashion, like Ellie Kildan with her film photography, her fashion. So... I think social media has its its cons, but the pros we've seen massively, it's grown the game. We're getting like bigger audiences. We're getting behind the scenes with players. We're getting future career opportunities for women in sport. So like when we look back at No Women, No Try 2020 to now, like the game has just done like a whole 360 flip. Like it's incredible. And we get to be part of it. So it's even better. So that means... You get to hear even more rugby stuff on podcasts like this, or just this one. Don't worry about anyone else. <laughs> podcasts like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just podcasts like this. Like, we'll slightly offside. Yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned. Support your girls. <laughs> Support your girls. Follow, follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. Subscribe. Leave us reviews, preferably positive ones. Um, and help us reach more people in rugby. Um, and tune in, because we have some unreal guests coming at you in the next few episodes coming very soon thanks for listening guys see ya